Hello and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute. I'm Jules Boyle and join me today is our own Chris Doyle and the man that was yesterday's talk of the steamy and possibly again today, Mr Craig Williams. Hey lads. How you doing? Good stuff, excellent. Okay, on the podcast today we're going to be looking at the news that's just broken there. I'm coming for Colombian media that Alfredo Morelos might be signing for Rafa Benitez at Newcastle. Also the future annual learning at Celtic, we're expecting him to be confirmed as a manager any minute now. And of course the future of David Turnbull as well and whether he's see Alan Burroughs is handling the whole media storm around him as well as he could be and we think he is. Okay, so first of all, Morelos. Um, literally just as we're about to uh, start recording this podcast, the uh, Craig here saw the news on a Colombian media site and the possibility of this Newcastle transfer. Craig, what do you think, mate? Yeah, Don Ballon is quite a respected website uh, for Spanish-speaking football, where it be you know, like Colombia, La Liga, and things like that. And just just saw it drop, like literally moments before we came down here. That one of our main stories actually that. Uh, Rafael Benitez is looking to sign. Well, it's, they they are saying that it's kind of a, a done deal that he's going to sign for. Uh, he's going to sign Morelos uh, in the summer to make him his make him his new number nine. They've got three number nines at the club at the moment, and they're getting rid of them. And the Colombian media reporting that uh, Rafael Benitez is going to sign Morelos alongside Davison Sanchez, who's fallen out of favour with Tottenham. And the words that they use were quite strong, and they're saying that they're going to be sharing a dressing room together. And that, yeah, he's going to become a Newcastle player uh, by the start of next season. Uh, looking at the reports as well, the Combi Media reporting that the figure involved could be around 20 million euros. Now, I wouldn't, I would take that with a pinch of salt because Spanish-speaking media generally is very, have very inflated prices when they speak about transfers, and I think especially there's an element kind of like pride in it of, of some sort that a player of that stature can go from. The words are that. Having signed for less than one million for Rangers, he could be going for around twenty million euros. So, I mean, that's a pretty massive, incredible fee. I don't think it'd be anything near that, but it seems to be the case that Rafa Benitez has pinpointed to Morelos as his number one objective to go forward for his strike force for the summer into next year, uh, and he's going to be getting money from uh, the board in Newcastle to make that signing possible. That's pretty amazing news. That's pretty, yep. Scoop, an excellent <laughs> scoop, sir. I mean, Chris, obviously, I mean, obviously, we talk about Morelos a lot here. Um, he's obviously a big figure in Scottish football. Um, Newcastle, do you think that'd be a good move for him? Yeah, I mean, the Premier League is going to be really appealing to him. You know, I think he, that's a place he would want to play football. Um, quite a physical, obviously, brand of football still. Um, and Newcastle under Benitez is it's interesting. Um, yeah, I think. If it's you're saying that the only bid that officially has came in for for Morelos is like three million, so if if it's it may not be twenty million euros, but I mean if it's over ten, you've got to think that Rangers are going to have to heavily consider that because we all all that chat about discipline, sort of har- uh, hampering the price um, and kind of under ten million. So if it's going for that much, then I think I think they have to they have to accept it and. You know, and just it's one of those things. If it, it's unfortunate they're not going to have him for the next, maybe next season, because he's a great player. But yeah, Newcastle Premier League. I mean, that's hard to know for hard to say no for a play, for a player, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And Craig, I mean, how do you think? Obviously, the Rangers fans love Morelos and they love having him at the club. But also, you know, they probably love getting a big wad of cash as well. Um, how do you think would feel about him going um, to Newcastle and what would expect from? One word is 
devastated because by selling Morelos and I don't want to go too crazy here, but you're kind of putting the ball in Celtic's court to go on for nine in a row because this is a guy that knows the club now. He's been there for long enough. Uh, obviously, he has his disciplinary problems, but these are hopefully problems that are going to be ironed out going into the new season. And he's a guy that's going to guarantee, well, as he did this season, 30, last season, sorry, 30 goals, you know. That's not easy to come by, and if you're if you're doing a scout report and you see a player that gets twenty goals in a in another league, you, you don't know if they're going to translate and and come into Scottish football and hit the ground running, Absolutely. just as Morelos has done for the past two seasons. You know, so yeah, Rangers fans, I don't think the money is important to them. the The important thing is to have a player in their squad uh, in the squad that will get them goals and that will challenge Celtic for the season it doesn't matter how much this person costs or how much is coming into the team of course you can look at it in a way that they get 10 million they can then go and buy three or four players but at the end of the day what you need for a team to be successful is someone that finds the back of the net and there's no one that does that in Scottish football like Morelos does Morelos absolutely I mean there's always that thing you get all this lovely money coming in and you buy players but there's no guarantees you can get a toy Andrew Flo or a Mo Banger or something like that and you think oh this is a winner and it's some absolute dud exactly and you sell your best player this isn't the time for ifs and buts mm -hmm. you need you need certainties and a certainty in life on Scottish football is that Morelos is going to find the back of the net and unfortunately he's going to get a red card as well at some point yeah, but hopefully that part of it we can, hopefully that can be ironed yeah. out you know get into yeah. the new season and uh, he can really focus and, and, and just get to doing what he does best But so yeah him going to Newcastle is a massive blow and I think Celtic fans will be licking their lips at the moment definitely yeah. I think I think it's that point Chris as, as Craig said there there's no room for error this season coming up um, both with Celtic and Rangers I, mean, I think that's why Lennon's appointment is so important and that's why Morelos things like that because Celtic are going for nine in a row and Rangers are going to stop nine in a row and this is absolutely crucial. So how much a difference do you think Morelos' absence would make to that? He'd make a huge difference, obviously. Not just the goals, but I think his just general play is just has been brilliant. You know, his ability to hold up the ball, bring others into play, they're definitely a more dangerous team when he's on, on the on the pitch. Um you're right, I don't I don't know who they would replace him with. I, I think the argument of sort of strengthen the rest of the team um, and obviously who you could bring in I think that is that would be good for maybe like future maybe you might reap the benefits of that maybe after Celtic forgot to 10 in a row and that's yeah. the issue that Rangers fans don't want to they, they want to stop this like pretty badly do you, do you know what I mean Absolutely. so yeah it's they, I think hopefully you know they could hold on to him he has another great year and then they actually you know his it, it irons out those issues like Craig said, and then ah. inflates his price his even more. So yeah, yeah. you hope that like the they could kind of stand firm in this. Uh -huh. But if that report is sort of true in terms of in terms of the price, I mean, as yeah. said, I just don't think like with the position the Rangers in, and I know that they want to stop ten in a row, but. I just think that it's something they're going to have to seriously consider. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And obviously, I mean, if he does go Jermaine Defoe's there, he's got another year there. Um, he seemed to sort of come into a game finally um, when Morelos was out the last time for his four games or anything like that. I mean, do you think he'd be a, a suitable? Obviously, he's got a long pedigree, but he's obviously an older player. What do you think, Craig, he might be a better substitute? He's definitely someone that uh, Gerard will count on as someone mm. he knows very well and someone who he thinks you know, can definitely get them. Well, you can see he can get five, ten goals a season, but Rangers will need to buy in a striker to play off him and play alongside him because there's no chance, I think, Defoe, at the age he is, uh, is going to push on and get Rangers the goals that Morelos have, has provided Rangers 
for the past two seasons. So, I mean, you need another striker, 100%. Defoe, I'm glad he's at the club. I'm glad that he's uh, given, you know, he's had his opportunity and he's still able to show what he can do. But I don't think we're looking at a player that can kick on and give a full season, 100%, week in, week out, and, and come up with the same figures that Morelos is doing at a young age, just based purely on kind of hard work and talent. Absolutely. Yeah, the, at the end of the day, Defoe is on loan, so he's not Rangers player. Um, I think I think he'll have a great season next year, based on kind of the, sort of the last few months of the season. But they've gone for another year. By the end of the day, you know, Morelos is their player. You know, he's like some someone they could have for a good few years. Um, so yeah, Defoe might if he goes, Morelos goes this summer. You keep Defoe. He has a great year, but then he's chances are they're not going to get him permanently. You know what I mean? So he's back up the road. So you got to think Morelos, their own player. So that's someone they probably do a keep around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, is this Defoe here for two years, or three years? I say. I mean, can you see that really happen? <sighs> No, I mean, I think he's, I think he's looking to get back on on the grid. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For in terms of Premier League football, I think he he still thinks that he can make a contribution. At Bournemouth falling out of favour, but you know he's proven time after time he can score goals. I think he's just down there to kind of yeah put himself back on the map and then then yeah get maybe a move back up there and mm-hmm. maybe if it's at Bournemouth they might they might use him. Um, mm-hmm. If it's it's somewhere else then. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it being a per, sort of a long-term move after the loan spell of this extra year. Absolutely, absolutely not. Okie dokie, well that's enough of Morelos for the night. I'm sure tomorrow we'll probably be talking some more because that's the way these things tend to go. Um, what we've also got to look at is Neil Lennon. Now, Neil Lennon has been uh, offered the Celtic job, as we know, in the showers after the cup final and it's all happening. Um, and we're expected to have him confirmed either today, tomorrow, at some point very soon. In fact, it might even be confirmed before you even hear this because um, it comes out a couple of hours later on. Um, we've discussed whether he's the right man for the job and implications in the show last week. So I guess what we're looking at here is where does Neil Lennon go for here? What does he need to do for success? So I mean, first of all, what's his targets? What he wants to change the style of football. He said it over and over again. How does he do that? Recruitment and tactics. How does he go? Craig? He needs to be strong in recruitment. And, uh, you know, Neil Lennon likes to play that Martin O'Neill style of football, which means that he's going to play with two central strikers. Now, Edwards are given that he's going to be there, but he's not the Neil Lennon cut-and-paste striker, I think, that he wants to see at the club. So I think by by that, I mean that he needs to spend big and he needs to get the right person in. Uh, also, he needs to buy a defender, and I think another midfielder would do, do as well, uh, quite good for him. There's been talk about uh, Dylan Crow from coming up from Ipswich. I think it would be a really good signing at right back, and I think it would definitely help the team. And uh, David Turnbull as well, coming from Motherwell, I think would be a really good signing just to kind of shore up and strengthen that midfield. Thing is for me is that with Neil Lennon, whichever signing he makes, maybe not, uh, maybe not striker wise, but I think in a midfield or a back line, I don't really think that age and uh, experience is really a big thing because coming into that side, there's so many experienced players, and you've got Scott Brown as a captain. Doesn't really matter. I think they'll be schooled from day one into what they need to do uh, next season, which is push on in Europe if possible. But the more important thing, obviously, is to get nine in a row and go on towards ten in a row. But going back to the point about uh, a striker, I think, yeah, tactics-wise, Lennon, Lennon will take his time in trying to manoeuvre the side into a more Martin O'Neill side. Uh, playing quick football, but not playing that style of football that Brendan Rodgers, well, other teams really got 
familiarise with with Brendan Rodgers. Uh, and of course, as I said, target man, a number nine up there who can lump balls up to and, and someone like Edward play off him. And uh, one person I forgot to mention is that Lee Griffiths is back for next season. So for me, for Neil Lennon anyway, that will feel like a new signing. So mm. you're hoping that, Neil, uh, that Griffiths will kick on and return to the form that has seen him there before. That being said, I think definitely a third striking option, someone paying big bucks is, is someone that they need if they want to, if Neil Lennon wants to play his style of football and mm. successfully. Yeah, like a big sort of Chris Sutton sort of target, man. Eh? Even a Gary Hooper. Even a Gary Hooper, mm. indeed. Absolutely, absolutely. And obviously Griffiths, as you say, is looking, you know, he's saying he's coming back, they're saying all that sort of stuff like that. And that is like a new striker as well, but maybe doing three. The good thing is, um, if you get Lee Griffiths back, somebody can take corners again. Which is, you know, a bit always, of novelty for the club. Always you know? been a problem, isn't it? <laughs> always been an issue. And really, he should be on the end of them, but he's the only one that can do them. So, so that, so yeah. So, what do you think, Chris? I mean, obviously, he's got a big job in his hands. He's said time and again he wants a couple to be more direct, he wants to play a different type of football, but he wouldn't change it because it was Rogers' team, Rogers' tactics. And if he did change it and they made an Arsha eight in a row or whatever like that, it would have been on him. So now he's going to do this. Are you okay? Will you follow on for what Craig was saying? Where, where's he going for here, like sort of in that element? Yeah, I think he approached it the right way to not tinker anything that Rogers had done. Um, but obviously, going in, getting the job permanently, yeah, a lot of changes. And not just uh, he has been very vocal about him wanting the Celtic side to be to be more direct. Um, I see them, and there's been that criticism last last going last year's season that they weren't very like Celtic weren't very. Kind of attack attack minded, you know, aren't sharp in front of goal, and they were weren't as exciting to watch under Rogers. But Lennon's last last season, full season, um, before he left, um, it was one hundred and two goals and ninety nine points. So even though this direct style with maybe or maybe more direct style with two players up top with your Hooper, your Samaras, it still it still obviously it still produces the goods based on his previous years of the club. So I think that. Yeah, he's going to play a different style, but I think it's still, for fans, it's going to still be good to watch and there's still going to be goals and there's still going to be plenty of chances. It's still similar to, to Rodgers. Might not be as nice on the eye, but I mean, goals is what, what fans want. Yeah, so. yeah totally. No one will care. No one will care at all. Uh, and obviously as well, um, the, the big question is, how is he going to do that? Is he, is he going to get backed? Is he going to, you know, obviously we've talked about this before, a Benitez or a Villas Boas or another unrealistic managerial target who turned out to be, they would have came in saying, I want this money. And Lennon doesn't have that, you know, he's already there, that sort of stuff like that. I mean, what, is, what does he need? Like, Craig touched on it as well. Where do you think he needs to cover him? What sort of areas and what are we talking about? Yeah, um, I'd say two right backs. Um, Absolutely. Two. With Gamboa, Lustig out. Um, you obviously need a left back. I think I, I mentioned the other day in the pod about uh, Tierney's injuries. That's a worry. They need a good, solid backup to him, someone that can fill in, not just yeah. like be like this kind of youngster coming in. I think they need to get a sort of more established left back. Mm-hmm. Um, midfield is an area, actually, I know we're going to talk about David Turnbull a little bit more, but it's and he's, it would be a good sign. But I don't actually think the midfield is the area, you know, they need to strengthen. Um, with they've got, they've just got plenty of bodies in there. If it's wingers or just like they've got Rogic, Christie, and more attacking rules, we've got McGregor. You don't know if maybe in Cham will end up moving on, but I'm thinking it's defensively. Um, yeah, fullbacks and our centre half with Boyata going out, and then maybe one striker. But I think the prior more prior if you, there's priority for uh, Celtic fans, it would be actually the backline to strengthen. Absolutely, I can totally agree with that as well. And obviously, when we touched on it there just a little bit, um, his targets. I mean, what's he got to do? So he's probably got, I would say, maybe you know, three big targets. First of all, is nine in a row. I mean, that's just that's just it. I mean, he, he, if he's the man that doesn't deliver nine in a row, 
it'll be the board getting pitchforks and torches outside there, but he'll sort of involved in that. So you've got to get that. I think folk would want to see, you know, the, this, the quadruple treble is an insane thing. Do you know what I mean, there's no guarantees in that, but that would be in the back of some folks' minds. And I think more importantly, it is progress in Europe. And I think a lot of fans would rather that than keep him going with these trebles and stuff like that. I mean, Craig, what's your thoughts on these? Sort of, what's his priorities and how likely they get to achieve them? It's interesting because I think the cup competitions, the League Cup and the Scottish Cup, you can kind of forget about that. Of course, Celtic fans want to see them kick on and create more history and go for the quadruple treble. But your main importance are the league and Europe. Let's not forget, Lenin, I think Lenin, Lenin Celtic were good in Europe. You know, mm-hmm. the Barcelona games, they played better football, got better results than Brendan Rodgers ever did. Yeah. And I think uh, Celtic fans will want, obviously, the league is number one, always the priority, but Celtic fans are expecting of those Champions League nights at Parkhead. And this, will ne- this season will be no different. Celtic need to get in and need to get in about it because... Playing these massive teams week in, week out, only just ra- it raises their level as well. You know, they'll go back into a league game having played against the likes of Barcelona and Manchester United with, you know, with more positivity and with extra drive and determination, I think, to go to push on towards the title. So I think Lennon's priorities, he can maybe blood some younger players in the cup, and I'm not sure Lennon would be interested in doing that, but the, the priorities should be Champions League group stages, if you go beyond that, you go beyond that. Oh, Obviously, yeah. that's a massive bonus. But bring the Champions League nights back to Celtic Park uh, and focus on the league. And I think mm-hmm. the cup comp conditions, they can see themselves out, see what happens. So it's, no, it's not going to be a massive deal if Celtic lose to Hibs in the quarterfinal of the League Cup. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Last year, last season, it would have been, obviously, because you're chasing the treble-treble. But I think this season, yeah, I think you can really forget about them. Yeah. I'm not saying just field all 17 year olds are all uh-huh. do you know what I mean but uh, you've got the chance to offer opportunities to Dembele and other young players you know what I mean whereas last time obviously uh, no, I think this season sorry that the, he should really focus on Champions League and the league definitely yeah I think he's I think he's kind of set up to get more success in Europe as you were saying I think he's got more of a, a plan B you know Rogers with wanting his side to have the ball so much when they go to Europe they don't have that and then it seemed like they just didn't know what to do um, not having that possession but I think with with Lennon's style I think hopefully it's hard to see if he'll sort of end up seeing the progress like right away because the Champions League qualifiers are quite early in season the same as the group stages will we be able to kind of stamp that style early enough but I think moving forward I think you're going to see more success when Celtic go away from home I think it was in Europa League when he was there he got well, Champions League actually, sorry, um, you got that when is it Spartak Moscow, one of the best away performances really in like recent memory, and you had like um, Udinese where I think they might have got a point. You know, those were like going away from home where Celtic fans were just thinking they were just going to get beat and that's it. But he managed to Lennon managed to get some really really good results there, and then scoring goals solid at the back. So, um. I'm actually kind of hopeful that Lennon can get that progress in Europe and sort of more results than Rodgers did. Um, but I do agree that, you know, it, it might almost be an advantage, actually, if, say, that Betfred Cup uh, Celtic lose, maybe lose out in that early doors or something like that, because that will just take the pressure away of that quadruple treble. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, and the more more important thing, it would be the league and progress in Europe. And it's a league cup, and yeah, it'd be great, but... I think maybe actually, you know, one of those things, if they get knocked out early, it might actually end up 
been a good thing in the in the long run for the you know by the by the end of the season. Absolutely, it's that kind of invincible thing with uh, Hearts. I mean, it was a sort of point of kind of yeah. you know, a monkey off the back. It was all yeah, there was almost absolutely. a bit of kind that's of exactly oh, it. that's it because we start again afresh. Aye, it was this constant thing. Oh, we can't lose, we can't lose this yeah. bit, and it's now it's lost. It's like oh, I've done it. It's been done. Mm-hmm. My team are you know they've done what they have. So I think that's definitely there. Um, okay, okay, we'll move on. Um, speaking of future for people, um, David Turnbull. I think we've mentioned him a couple of times here already. Very, very promising, promising young player at Motherwell. Um, attracted a lot of interest from multiple teams um, in Scotland and abroad as well. Um, how much is he going for? 1.2 million was the, the, quote, the, amount, the amount quoted for, which was nowhere near, exact quote, nowhere near the value um, that a chief executive Alan Burroughs says, which obviously is an absolute shambles and offer. It's a low ball. It's, turns out it's actually half a million less than Celtic got, um, that Motherwell got rather, when they sold Phil O'Donnell to Celtic in 1994. Um, so it's obviously a low ball, one of those terrible offers, and even the, their response to it was kind of knowing that they went in with absolute Snyder, and it's obviously going to go up. Um, what's your thoughts on him? Love him. I mean, if he was playing for the English Championship, was it sixteen goals, seven assists this season? He'd be going for eight, nine million, and he'd be never out of the papers. Everyone talking about him. Probably if the best, if not one of the best, young Scottish talents that we've got. Two footed. His shot accuracy, I think, is the best in the Scottish Premier League last season. Uh, got a great future ahead of him. If Mother, he's just signed a new deal. He signed a new deal with Motherwell mm-hmm. for next season, two yep. years, is it? Yeah, I think if he doesn't go to either side of the old firm, you know, I think a lot of clubs have been watching him down south. But that valuation that's put on him with one point two million, one point seven million, even <sighs> it's, I think, is is pennies really for a player that's got so much potential. Uh, not only in being, you know, a, having a great future, whatever club he goes to, but even for Scotland as well, he's somewhere that someone we should be looking at as the the real future. In the same way we looked at James McFadden when he was at Motherwell, you know, yep. this guy, he's he's got the lot. He's yep. got the lot. Definitely. I mean, Chris, he's obviously he's a real talent. Um, Celtic are sniffing round, Rangers are sniffing round. Um, but we really, I mean, obviously, if they put up, they put up the valuation and he gets Motherwell get what he sort of deserves for it, it's still potentially an absolute steal for either Celtic or Rangers or whoever indeed takes him, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, 15 goals from midfield. I mean, that's some return. He's not really logged many miles as a footballer, you know, and first team in football. Um, as I said, for Celtic, I don't think that's necessarily an area they need to strengthen with sort of Rogic kind of and McGregor in that sort of sort of role. Um, but yeah, you know, I could see, I could see him getting the move at. Uh, down to England, to be honest, because I don't see him ex- staying another year at Motherwell. They're obviously knowing that they're going to part ways with him. Um, Hence the contract. Yeah, aye, yeah. and they're going to. Yeah, they know that it's it's they're just it's going to be a bit of a bit more, and I can see that obviously Burrows coming out and the CEO um, of Motherwell <laughs> coming out on social media. That's the, that's the kind of that's almost like going under the radar the the talking point of all that because that's not a thing you see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's what yeah. Going yeah, he's, um, he's coming out swinging on social media. Yeah. So he's kind of maybe he's just you know back in his back in the club, back in the player to be like, look, this player's so much better than that offer, and you know he must have been pretty annoyed, pretty peeved off to come out and then be like, I'm going to go on Twitter yeah. and just. Bash the keyboard. storm exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, exactly that. He's came out as a CEO, and he's came out and basically just shamed anyone trying to offer a crappy wee amount of money. And it's just like these deals are done in the back room, in the boardroom, and this sort of stuff, and nobody ever gets told it. And there's rumours, and he's just came out and went cheap. Do you know what I mean? Just like, you know, piss off. That's a shocking offer. Come back to us when you're serious. 
I mean, that's not really CEO behaviour, but is that is that cool? Do you like it? I mean, I love him. I yeah. love him. He, I'm a big fan of him on Twitter. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a new addition. He's fresh. You know, he's bringing something else to the table that you wouldn't think to see in a boardroom level. You know, someone that just sit there. Don't, boardroom people might not even know what Twitter is in some clubs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this guy's very active on it. Uh, he's very transparent and I think that he needs to put his foot down here and say how much he's how much he believes uh, Tumble's worth you know thing is about Burroughs as well is that he's, he's he's always in communication with other clubs and he's received a lot of praise in the last six or seven months for how he spoke about you know the St Mirren support and he spoke about how big a, how big a club or how the support that Ross County are getting as well uh, or have been getting in the championship so yeah, I think he's a, a really good addition to the Scottish football general landscape and it's some it's a position we don't really take too much importance, you know, players, managers, but let's not forget CEOs are as much a part of the whole bubble as anyone else. And I think by him coming out and saying that, it just, you know, it, it makes the man, do you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, I'll credit to him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really refreshing to see. Mm-hmm. And obviously as well, it's probably very good for the Motherwell fans to know that not only because, you know, most teams, even all teams in Scotland, let's be honest, you're used to bigger clubs coming in and just going and taking your best players off you for crappy amounts. And it's probably good for the Motherwell fans to be sitting looking at going, well, I've got a guy there sitting at the big desk who's not taking that. You know I mean, and we've got a best player here and he's going to fight for us, fight for the player, but fight for the fans as well and not get us bumped. You know, like yeah, I think he's kind of sticking up for, for all the kind of the other teams in the Scot- uh, Scottish League just to be like standing up to Celtic and Rangers who are poaching their talent yep. and just being like no like yeah you can have them but do you know what you're not going to lowball us and yep. I think a lot of the other sort of sort of hierarchy of clubs will be looking at and thinking maybe that's an approach we should adopt but I think they're all going to be on board with him just coming out and being like look we're not accepting that and just yeah you're going to do a lot better but I think yeah it's, he's kind of like a voice of all the other sort of Maybe this the smaller sides that where they end up just getting their their talent gutted out, and it's just it's not fair, is it? And especially with the the prices that they end up getting them for, it's just like you know it's not inflated as it is in England, and you know it's just not. So fair play to them, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's it. It's, it's not just you're stripping off the talent for the teams, but they're not really getting recompensed properly, so they can't really strengthen it because it's luck a lot of the time. You bring these guys through, you find them and that sort of stuff, and they get a wee low ball off where they need to take it. Bigger team takes them off, they're weakened, and also they can replace them. And they've got this little rubbish amount of money for it. It just, it just little, it was away at Scottish football in general, I think. So, so no, fair play to him. It's good to see somebody standing up and doing that. I mean, and we'll see how he goes Definitely. and see if we get an increased offer. So, I'm sure they will. So, okay, well, just to kind of close up, just a very quick one at the end. Obviously, we've got a speak of Scottish footballers and some other, other places. We've got Andy Robertson, um, who this week's going to play the second Champions League final on the bounce. Um, Scottish footballer and he's there again for the second year I mean that's pretty amazing yeah I think it's going to be a thing that you may kind of take for granted look look back in like 10 years and be like we had our captain one of our players playing in two Champions League finals in a row I mean that's pretty special it doesn't really happen it's just really good to obviously see a player like go to the very top um, but yeah it was it was kind of he wrote a piece yesterday for the Players Tribune which was uh, really interesting so it's kind of like in the player's view it's not really like an interview the and it was basically about Robertson writing his own kind of about his journey from getting rejected from Celtic going to Queen's Park you know Dundee United and all the way to where he is at the moment and a lot of it was actually like sort of you're getting a lot of sort of that insight into to Robertson and sort of a lot of 
uh, this sort of the talk around him would be like it's this fairy tale story that he's went from you always see it I mean like in social media like six years ago he was playing this such and such game Queen's Park you know he, what I mean he was and, working in Marks and Spain so yeah and, check out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was yeah like and it was basically he was basically like I worked my butt off he was yeah a little bit strong, a bit stronger than that but he was like no i i got here because i deserved to get here and yeah, yeah like like i went to the went to the same school as the guy he was a few years younger i don't know him did personally. you bully him uh, no <laughs> i did not <laughs> good that's fine just check it sorry about that, Andy. <laughs> he bullied me <laughs> I, do. I can imagine um, that. <laughs> no yeah. um few years below um so i didn't i don't know him personally or whatever but i can just kind of vouch for that kind of that that journey he's went for about how sort of just a kind of normal guy um just going from sort of you know the bottom to the very top and it's just good to see for scottish football and for scotland players isn't it absolutely see more i think what it does as well is it provides further inspiration for young scottish players you know that they know if they can put their head the problem these days as well you know social media and everything else that people can get easily distracted especially young players and uh, i think andy robertson is a, is a perfect example someone who put his head down walks his absolute backside off and has received his, you know, his, has got to the highest, highest level. And, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to get to, for a Scottish player or captain to get to second Champions League final row. And I think it only really hit home for me uh, seeing him lift the trophy. Do you know what I mean? That's when you kind of put two, two together. That this young guy who, as we said, you know, used to play uh, Queen's Park, used to be uh, get released by Celtic, has is, is reached the pinnacle of European football. So... All the best to him, and, I, and yeah, I'm positive to think that tomorrow he will be lifting that cup. Do you know what I mean? Go, yep. Good way to end it. Yep, yep definitely. definitely. Excellent, lovely. That is all for us for Football Scotland today. We'll be back tomorrow before 4 pm just in time to make your daily work commute a wee bit more bearable. You can get us on for more for us on the Football Scotland website or on our social media channels on Facebook and on Twitter at football underscore Scott. Ask a question or make a comment as individually or just gaze abuse and generally for actively conspiring against your club. You can get me at captain underscore howdy. Chris on Bye Chris Doyle and Craig on at Glasgow Mixtape until tomorrow cheers for listening